Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's the Mole Patrol. We are back for yet another round of the Mole Patrol podcast here on RHAP, baby. That's right. The Mole continues. Sorry, no new episodes on Netflix, but hey, new episodes of podcasts. That's always exciting. Hello, I'm Josh Wiggler. I am joined by the whole patrol. First up, of course. No, the, no, the Mole, mole was that, Patrol. Did I do it wrong? Did I do it wrong? The whole patrol? The, the, the S-hole patrol? Uh-huh. Well shit i ruined it live on the podcast it's the whole mole patrol joined here by brooklyn zed hi brooklyn zed hello i am here yeah you are i'm excited yes very excited excited. jessica lease jess how's it going it's going great josh ready to set some goals with the whole patrol with the whole patrol uh rob sisternino part of the whole patrol so excited (laughs) uh yeah to be back it's been a goal Yes, indeed, Lee Dole. Uh, gosh, I can't keep trying to do it. I wish our next guest was named Joel, but instead we are joined here by someone who is tremendous to have making his Mole Patrol debut. Not a member of the Mole cast uh, this time out, but we are so excited to have uh, a friend of RHAP, a reality TV contestant in his own right. One of my favorites and yours, if you are a Survivor fan, was watching the mole from behind the scenes, had many a thought with which to share to us. We are bringing him in. It is your friend and mine, the great Christian Hubicki. Christian, welcome to being a part of the whole mole patrol. Well, it's thank you so much. It's uh, great to be an honorary whole mole, whole mole patrol member. Yes. I, I believe is the official title I was told over email. So told. thank you. No, I, I had so many opinions and the people in my life who don't watch the mole were, pro- were tired of hearing them. So I appreciate you letting me vent them out amongst this esteemed group group of, of fellow uh, real or diehard mole fans. Yes, uh, we are very excited to have you here, Christian. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled to get your takes on the season. We're going to get into all of that here for a bonus edition of the Mole Patrol. Not the last bonus edition of the Mole Patrol, Rob. I believe that there's uh, there's other items on the buffet line here. Look at this. Yeah, it's a double header uh, tonight. Uh, here we are live, and uh, we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Christian Hubicki, who said, "Hey, uh, I've got so much mole takes." Uh, we said, "Please." Can we hear them? Uh, so we're here to do that. And then at 9 p.m. Eastern, 
we're going to be joined by another one of the contestants, Greg, who wow. uh, is very excited to talk about his experience on the mole. So if you're watching us live, don't go anywhere, but we're going to break it up into two different podcasts. Okay, so two different podcasts, two different streams, one uh, trading in Mole Monday for Soul Sunday, Zed. It's a Sunday night and we are lit. That's right. I literally forgot it was Sunday because I'm yeah. doing this again tomorrow. What to, what what is time, time? Days, times. What is even time, Jessica Lease? It's a flat circle. Indeed. All right. And so is the hole in which we are huddled down to talk about the mole here with Christian. So Christian, you're not somebody who watched the mole back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, I, I don't know where who, who's giving you the, if the mole's giving you your facts, uh, Josh. I am an OG. It was oh, in your dossier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you, have been, you have been. You, yeah. you didn't. You, you didn't sacrifice the pot for the dossier. I was a, day one. I'm starting to get washer. sus of Sam Moore now, who uh, passed yeah. that <laughs> dossier to me. Mm -hmm. I think Sam might be uh, Sam Mole. Yes. Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, uh, indeed, he might like you know put him down on the quiz. I was watching the original mole back in 2001. Uh, I think it was when it started airing because uh, this because it was ABC's answer to Survivor, as we all know, with Anderson Cooper. I was really into it. I was watching and I was ready for season two. Season two famously happens and is canceled after three episodes. And I just like after I'm like I'm heartbroken, yeah. ripped away from me. OK. And then, of course, later on, we find out that it was that that uh, that it was rekindled for a bit. We all know the history of the mole, and I, so I watched it then, but it was still canceled, ripped away. Okay, so I like had the to real live love my boat. life, like the real love. But I was, I was, I was, I had to live my life without the mole. I tried to cope in various ways I can. I, I watched the celebrity mole when that came, in 2008 season five when that came out, uh, but then it was ripped away again. Never really took off. So, um, and I, I, and in that time off, I did the best I could. I. To, to cope, I bought the soundtrack of the, the mole uh, on on CD. Incredible! It cost me fifty dollars. Oh my what? god! It's amazing. Out of, I probably got the one copy off of whatever weird music website they were selling it, and I ripped. That's like it an appropriate, uh, like totally ridiculous uh, thing to do with money, as per the mole. I feel mm -hmm. like yeah. uh, draining I think, fifty dollars so. yeah. into the mole soundtrack is yeah. a very mole move. And Josh could have yeah. performed it for you for free. It's like being transported to the childhood. You know, like little chimes. The you English know. horn, the muted trumpet. We'll get to the soundtrack. That's one of my opinions on the mole. And in, the, in that time off, uh, I was into internet forums and internet forum mafia for people who used to play that back in the day. And I made my own. Oh, I thought you were in the theme. internet forum mafia. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. That's, uh, you know, that, I, I had trouble past. What can I say? Uh -huh. uh, but, I, but, you know, like there's the game of mafia. Some people just played on internet forums and I made a mole mafia which I tried to adapt the mole game into um, it, it, into into the mafia uh, format, and so I even videotaped myself and my partner Emily. I was the host. I even set up a TV screen with a thumbprint, and I would eliminate people uh, live as the host over then YouTube. Did you just gave away uh, your thumbprint to the internet. Like, is mm -hmm. that was it yours or? No, no I, I used Anderson Cooper's thumbprint. He's my buddy, okay. so I just yeah. I used it. Mm -hmm. But so I, I'm a big OG mole fan. So when this when the series came back and I saw the mole, I saw the ads. I was actually scared. 
I was afraid to love again because I thought this is going to be ripped away from me once again. I didn't want to get involved, but I waited until the whole season it was about to air, and then I binged it all. And by the end of it, I like there were times I loved it all over again. I see the potential to rekindle the things I loved about them all, and I saw them in this series. It certainly has things I want want to fix. Producers, so I'm just saying, producers, I know you're all listening. Everyone listens to this podcast, sure. as we all know. Um, if I come across a little hot, if I come across a little passionate, because I love, okay? If some of these takes come in a little too hot yeah. for you. It, uh, this it, is it, coming it, from it, someone who spent $50 on the soundtrack <laughs> to the mall. Exactly. That's love, baby. It's, it's love. And it's not just the nostalgic love for this thing I loved as a, as a wee teenager. It was, I saw the glimpses of this show of what it can be and what was an engaging, more intellectual experience, more thought-provoking experience than you typically get from your reality competition show. And I think that's what a lot of people love about the mole and why it stood the test of time. So with that said, that's my history. That's what I think at the top. Happy to get into it more. Okay, uh, first and foremost, I do just want to correct it. Sam Moore didn't pass me a diseased dossier. It was just me. <laughs> I was just misremembering. So I got to clear up Sam's name. I, I mold myself on that one. So Christian, uh, OG, old OG Mole fan, lots of strong opinions watching this season of the show. Can you track your journey through these 10 episodes of the Mole without going episode by episode? Because then we'll be here for four May hours. May I read to yep. you from my uh, text messages with Christian? May I? Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> so you uh, have my permission, Rob. Okay. Go ahead. You should have handed out the script. We could have acted this. We could have given out parts. <laughs> On Saturday, October 22nd at 8.31 p.m., uh, Christian texted me, I'm trying to watch them all. I'm 10 minutes in and I've already ranted about it for half an hour. <laughs> He's in the right place. That's yeah. His own brand. Okay. I said, uh, there's definitely a lot to rant about overall. I think there was more good than bad. He said, I'm only at the beginning. So I hope it gets better because I love them all. It's the only show I would have done other than survivor. Ooh. I said, would you do uh, the genius if the genius was available to you? American genius. I, 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 I think I would add that to the list. Mm -hmm. I would, would crush yeah. the American. So, that'd be then, then the text goes line. on, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rob, then, then, so I think, yes. I, then I get to, yeah. So, uh, there, so then I said, a lot of people said that it takes until the second episode to get going, even though I enjoyed the first one. And then Christian, a day later, uh, the very next morning said, wow, episode two dramatically raised my opinion of the show. I'm all in. That's exactly right. That's okay. summarized my, my journey of watching that because that first episode, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, it's a whole clearly a new team running this thing than any of the old moles. And they start off in the woods. They're walking around. And it's almost a trope of like low budget movies. You do them in the woods because no one has, you don't have to pay for permits. You know? <laughs> and so I'm like, and it's like, it's like, how low budget is this show? Is this going to be in the woods? And they sleep overnight. It's like this, like, survivor camping plus the mole and then they finally go back to like their their uh their resort estate which i assumed was like an airbnb it's like oh did they rent this airbnb for a month and then that's they're going to produce from here and we so thought like, when we when we started the first episode we're like oh here we go okay yeah, and, be in this one spot yeah and i was like and so it's like it's like what the heck i mean like it's not the worst hour of television 40 whatever minutes of television i've ever watched or anything it's just like what is this it's it's not capitalizing on so many things that made the mole interesting. Then the episode two comes by and immediately they're jet setting. 
They're going around Australia. Australia is the set piece. It used to be the Europe. It used to be the Yucatan or whatever it was. And they're moving around. Okay, this is good. And then all of a sudden they're offering exemptions, right? And I'm like, fantastic. They finally introduced exemptions. And I realized they're stepping you into some of the complexity of the mole because the exemptions are a core part because they both give players excuses to sabotage the pot while maintaining cover and the mole an opportunity to sabotage the pot while maintaining cover. And so they started working in the exemptions. And I'll tell you, by the end of that episode, not only did I know who the mole was, but 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 by the end of that episode, I they are trying to hit the red button, right? They're like they're for getting the exemption for the pot, and they're and I, I, I that's when I was really into it because you had Greg stalling for time in order to prevent the other team from figuring out that they are going to try to solve the puzzle for the red button, and it's just and uh, and and you see the thinking of the players. And you see that Pranav is like flustered. He's like, what, what? Uh, oh, shoot. I screwed up the phone call to the other team. Now they know. And you have, you have other people trying to get everyone coming back in in order to like say, hey, we're all here. And it doesn't work. And I'm like in the moment with them. And then at the end of the episode, they all solved the puzzle. They hit the button both at the same time in a split, in a split screen and cut the black. Like, yes, I don't think I was more excited watching a reality competition show in a long time wow. than watching that moment. I was like, yes, I'm so in. And it also highlighted what I think is core to when the mole works is when you, the audience have a connection to the thought process of the players. That's very important because there is one person who is an unreliable narrator, as we know, and that's of course the mole. And so when you're in the show works, when you are in the mind of the players and can reason with them, you're like, yes, I, I see what they did there. I would have done it differently. No, they're doing it wrong. I would have done it like this. Uh, that keeps that connection and it keeps it engaging. Yeah. I think that the, the red button moment was one of the more exciting moments of the whole season for sure. Yes. But early on, I do feel like that was Zed. I feel like that was like a big turn of like, okay, this is this is this is done pretty well. This is like worthy of the of the name that it's coming into. This is also, I think, the moment where they all like really realize they can't trust anybody. And once it's like, okay, well, somebody's going to sabotage the thing. So now everybody's going to sabotage the thing uh, yes. because they go from great. The five of us are just going to sit here and we're not going to do anything and we're going to get the money. And then they're like, oh no, wait. The other team's definitely trying to sabotage and be safe. Um, and from that moment on, people continue to use that logic to make other self-interested decisions, like looking at the dossiers, like Kasi taking the exemption, even though Kasi was the mole. She could argue, if I didn't do it, somebody else was going to. And that's I agree that that is certainly where the series makes a turn. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I. And, uh... Because there are times, especially in those first episodes, but also throughout the whole series, where it felt like the mole for babies for me sometimes. Like it, it like it, like it, it was. I mean, the players can be smart, and they so and and. Uh, but like there are times where like just the show that we're being fed, they're like saying it's like, oh, you know, this this, this task didn't work. Maybe it was the mole. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess uh, <laughs> like like and, and how many times I have to say you know, or it could be the work of. The mole, we got it. The show is called. We, we know. We see the title of the show. We get it. And 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 so I, I like that they started stepping up the audience because I feel like they were trying to play to an audience who had never seen the mole, which is exactly what they should do. It should be an entirely digestible show to no one who's seen the mole before. 
So by episode three, you have Avery talking with Pranav, basically building a coalition without ever calling it the awesome word coalition. Um, and, and, and starting to talk about how the sharing of information is the true currency of this game. And without, not necessarily in those words, that's how I would put it if I were on, but the, but I, last I am not, but that's, so they started to push, uh, push the strategy little by little into something more complicated. And I think that the, that buildup was good. My, like, I think the strongest part of the game for the most part throughout the whole show was the game design. Like a lot of those tasks, not all of them. I think the last one was a little weird. The first one. The one with the drones. drones. Yeah. The drones. I'm like, look, I'm a robot guy. I'm a robot. For those who don't know, I, I, I am a robotics professor. Okay. I like being some robots. Drones look like toys. And it's not intimidating to be, cha- to be chased around by the 21st century equivalent of an RC car. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's not Leave my cool. car out of this. so in that in that first challenge i was like like they start they introduce people by walking they're walking through the woods they but they have a helicopter they fly them out via helicopter fly them in via helicopter this is where the show you take a few notes from jeff probst where you could have alex on the helicopter with them it's like these players are they're strangers and they're about to go on the adventure of a lifetime. But one of them's the mole. And she's like on the helicopter, you know. Does Alex have to do more spy stuff in season two? I think she's got to do more things in season two. I think that they should should let her loose. I think that they should, uh, this is one of many opinions I have. I think that they should have Alex um, interact with the players more. Uh, Anderson Cooper had them at dinner and they'd be drinking wine at dinner. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that was glorious. Some of the best moments from the show are just them at dinner. And it's more than just fun. You also see, oh, here's Darwin, the gregarious fellow. You know, he's fun and or this person's fun. And you have like Dorothy off to the side. who's kind of quiet. Not really. You get a sense of the characters, character building moments outside of these very fat confessionals, which is what we got a lot of the time on this show. I needed more emergent character moments. And when those came through, they shine. Anyway, I have a lot of thoughts, as you might have noticed. Yeah, for so, sure. Can, so, yeah. so uh, we love the button. We push the button. We go to a, uh, the end of the episode, and then we're in episode three, I believe. And that's the the there's the moral dilemma that's in this episode as well. There's also the barrier reef uh, rescue operations, right? There's the helicopter and the boat vantage points. Um, through all of this, are you still leaning in? Is there a moment that the season starts to lose you? I guess is another way of asking the question. Yeah, I was really going through and I was really involved, I think, until about Greg went home. I think when Greg went home, because he was a person I was really rooting for, mm-hmm. uh, because I saw like he, he and Avery, I think, had the most well stated game manifestos of what they were doing. Avery was probably the most forefront. I think you saw that the most. She was like saying, I am going to, you know, uh, sabotage the game in, in a way that looks like the mole. Like really stating for the audience who may have never seen what a mole season is like, what it is. But also like Greg was describing what you do when you think you know the mole. Like you have to cover for the mole. You want to keep them under wraps. And you and and uh so right around the like the art challenge, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what the challenge was, but there was something where Kasi was screwing something up and we were led to believe Greg was on to Kasi yeah. and in from confessionals. And it looks like he was covering for her. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what you do. Yes. I hope he gets it. Cause I, I, I had long thought Kasi was the mole 
And so like, I, I was identifying with him. I'm like, please, please get through. And then once you went home, not only did I lose the character I was most rooting for in that moment, I started to lose a sense of what the heck was even happening on the show. Like I mentioned, like I, the show is the best when you can track what the players are thinking and why. And near the end, I'm just like, why do you think Will is the mole? I just, I don't get it. I, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that they didn't have their reasons out there. That but they weren't me, conveyed viewer, to us. Yeah. They weren't conveyed to us. Yeah. And so I, and so I'm just like, I'm like, and even at the point where there was that wonderful chain challenge when they're all chained to the wall and, and they're all talking, I was like, all right, I was, I was rubbing my hands. I'm so ready for this challenge. I this is on season five of the mole and they, and they went the whole, the whole distance and it was great. And I want to see, and they're like, okay, who should we do first? Um, Cassie's a team player. Like, what? I shouted at the screen. I was like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, like, it's like, it's just like, you know, for everything we saw as an audience, of like, we just saw her not say anything during the bank challenge when she was in charge. Like, that's what we saw. And, uh, and so that disconnection was what started to lose me. I was like, why do these players think these things all the way up to the finale? Like, I still don't understand as a viewer why Joy thought Will was the mole. Right. Uh, and, and even what, and let's assume that there were these unstated reasons that, you know, they saw things we didn't see. That's, that happens all the time on reality TV, you know, as, as some of us know all too well. Uh, but the, <laughs> but, uh, but in addition to that, the order of elimination stopped making sense. Like, if it's one thing if Greg thought Cassie was the mole, but then was 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 thrown off the scent by the s hole mole moment, mm -hmm. right? And like as we're sort of presented, and then he went home. Like, okay, that stinks. I, I wish Greg had got past that, but we'll move on. But then everyone after that, it's just like it's Will. Like, how could these people have possibly been staying in the game if they were answering the quiz as Will as the mole? It just doesn't make sense to me, and I don't get it to this day. So, so that's where the show lost me and that's my big thing to producers yeah. is that whatever is happening i need to be immersed and understand it and once i don't i'm out well christian i had talked about that with the finale where uh you had avery and then uh you had joy and avery and and avery had thought that joy was the mole and joy right. had been partners with kasi so you would think that uh, naturally some of Avery's answers are going to be about like, which mission is the mole on? What was the mole doing in this mission? Uh, you would think that she would be answering joy, but inadvertently getting some questions right where joy is thinking that will is the mole uh, who is, uh, you know, um, not doing the same things that Cassie is doing. And so now joy is getting through. Yeah. And, 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 the re and it didn't make sense to me either, Rob, I was listening to your podcast. I was nodding in agreement with, with so much of what you all were saying. And, uh, and what could, could come down to is what the nature of the questions were. And I think that one thing they de-emphasized on this, on this telling of the mole is what the actual questions were. And the old mole, and they did this, it doesn't mean they have to do it again, but I think it was useful, is Anderson would narrate each of the questions, at least at some point, as to what the, what the questions were. And this Ooh, does should they hire Anderson Cooper to do voiceover work on the Netflix oh. version of the mole? Is this an look, improvement if, we want to suggest? They should hire Anderson Cooper back in general. Yeah. I mean, look, if you can get Anderson Cooper back, I mean, that is the answer to all the problems. But I would say, but I think Alex is great. I think that Alex has, has the pop, has a, a, the, the flirt. I see the flourishes from Alex that were similar to things I liked about Anderson. So like she has the two modes that are appropriate. Like, like Anderson has his serious business 
here is me explaining the rules and being in character for the challenge, um, Anderson. And then, and then they have him dinner. standing by like an ancient European stairwell eating a baguette. Yeah, exactly. Or or driving by with a with a mojito uh, uh, by the the contestants who are riding uphill on a bike. Right. That, that's like that was I think that I think that was Emily's avatar uh, for many years was really? Anderson Cooper uh, uh, with a mojito, wow. I believe. And so um, relationship. Yeah, we're we're hard yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and so there's there is. So she can do the same thing. She can serve that same role. And, and you know, and, and, and I think in here, what that again does is let the audience think, who do I think was the mole? And it's a better opportunity for them to use their confessionals. I think they overuse the confessionals during the challenge. Like uh, it's a little bit Big Brother-y where they will like on the show Big Brother when they're running a challenge on the, you know, the, the blue moon when I watch that show. Like, like they're constantly cutting to confessionals during the challenge for people explaining it. Um, when we're watching what's happening and um, and also this Alex, Alex could be explaining in voiceover what's happened. And then then during the quizzes, the, the question is read and then you see the questions, you see the answers, you're thinking about it. It's also an opportunity for them. The confessional to come in and it's like, like w- the question is, you know, who was, was was the mole on the train, the car or the plane or whatever? And it's like, you know, I think it was really suspicious how Hasi couldn't get the thing on the train. You know, it's it's a jumping off point for a confessional. So, uh, and, and Alex, I think really does a lot of good stuff there. Like when she's doing the in-character stuff for like the press the red button thing. Um, and like, she's like, it's like players, you know, with one, it's like, she's the Joker. It's like one of the, one of you will press the red button and the others will explode or whatever, you know, it's like, that, that's good. That's good. I think she should stay in that character throughout. I don't think she needs to start it off with let's get the party started. Like she does, you know, go, go into the mode and then she ends it with something else. Right. So. My so my overall take is that they could use her more uh, for that role. Yeah, I think that that's right. I think that having uh, Anderson as a as a character on the show was so huge to those first couple of seasons, uh, and I think that Alex has the the right ingredients. I feel like uh, Jess. I feel like we need to put a baguette in Alex's hands in season two, and we'll be really cooking with dough. <laughs> There's really just not enough like sitting on the sidelines, eating a snack and commenting on the performance that's going on around you. Giving I think the players that's, a hard I think time. The, yeah. <laughs> like giving food. them a little bit. Yeah. 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 You want to grease yeah, that no... gnome, right? You know, those moments, right? Rob, that's it's... not a euphemism. It's a literal thing that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. yeah. I have no doubt. Grease, yeah. Greasy gnome. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's continue to grease the gnome then, Christian, as it were. Uh, gosh, probably better segues than that. Uh, <laughs> other than to say, what else is broken? What needs to be fixed and how would you how would you fix it? So the first thing that that, that actually we clocked to both of us when we were watching uh, and when I were watching at home was the confessional style. It really felt like the confessionals were done 
after all of the questions, the confessionals were done after the events of a given episode. And I even heard rumors that maybe you all maybe did more of the exit press than me, like that some of them might have been done after the game was over. Uh, I didn't know which one was true. I believe but that's the case. Yeah, that's a, that. That's really that's not good. So you need to like they they. My understanding is they filmed this whole thing in this space of like seventeen days or something. Very short turnaround, something like that. And they now hopefully now they got. A, a successful season that people love watching get a bigger budget expand the timeline a bit and then i do think that's a big in. a big answer to a lot of this is like give them more money and more time money yeah well i mean, I mean and, and even so yeah certainly a little money will help I, they need that that's one thing and that will give them more resources they all need to do is set up a green screen at each of these locations i mean i i, I mean i i'd screw up a green screen i don't know what i'm doing but like I, they have the expertise um but and and, and then and that's why i assume that that brick backdrop was be like a green screen but i think people said it was actual brick backdrop that they all did together and so the confessionals need to be fixed from that standpoint but also cassie's confessionals made no sense you know like that's that that's the thing and then again that's not her fault it's 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 how she was set up with by production she had to lie to the producer she was talking to is what i i believe i read and that seems to be the case i think that that was uh, Zed, was that Mike's interview at Parade where Cassie's like, yeah, I, I didn't even like I, I was I was telling the producers a fake story. Yeah, which that's think, bad news. I think that's right. And in general, I think you're at a disadvantage if you're going back and describing everything that you did and were thinking after the fact rather than being, wow, so and so just got eliminated. And I know they were going after this person. And so was I. So how close was I to going home or. Now I know it's not that person, but good thing I've been focusing on somebody else anyway. We, we, as you were saying, Christian, really lose their thought processes as we're going along. And I think a strength of the original season was the impacts on the remaining players of the elimination of the previous player. Absolutely. And again, you need to connect to that thought process. That's everything. If you don't yeah. have that, you're just kind of like passively watching it. Like, just like, you're, it's, I'm a passive viewer. Can and I, yeah, yeah go on, Rob. Yeah, this please. question from the original mole. Uh, did the producers who were doing the interviews, doing the confessionals, did they know who the mole was in uh, the original mole seasons? So uh, I, 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 the mole patrol are the experts. So please correct me on this. Okay. So I recall there were some confessionals that were done in front of producers. However, there were also that were shots where people were literally in a like Catholic confessional booth almost where they had like a low angle shot of like a small pinhole camera that they were looking into, which there could have been a producer in the room. But if so, they were looking directly at the camera. So that makes me feel like there were times where they were doing confessionals with no producer in the room. Which I think there's pluses and minuses to that, not the least of which is the players aren't producers. They don't know what they need to tell the story. Um, yeah. Also, but- though, like, and I mean, they've got handlers and stuff, but if I'm the mole and I'm giving like my confessional in a booth where I can't see outside, like, I'm probably not telling you my like moly truth. Uh, like, I don't know who's actually secretly listening on the other side of this Iron Maiden I'm strapped inside, you know, like uh, in the case of what's his face in season one, like that escalated so, quickly. So I feel like, I don't know, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That, that would make me nervous as a, I think that there needs to be some safety net between the person who's the mole and who like they need like a dedicated producer or something, but something that's also going to be able to be um, covered up in front of the other contestants. It's a, it's a hard job. It's hard to figure that out. I I have been thinking about this a lot, Josh, is how you, the operational security around how you handle 
uh, a mole production. Okay, that if you if you've been on a reality show, there's a lot of downtime, and and on Survivor that's sitting around the beach a lot, but also. Before you go in for a challenge, you're like you have to wait to make sure that the challenge is ready. Or before tribal council, they have to wait before tribal council is ready. And you're sitting around, and you're not allowed to talk to anybody. You're just sitting here mm-hmm. locked down, right? And so that's normal on reality shows. So I think that this what they should have are confessionals, which are in character confessionals, right? That that you go and you do the in character conf- confessionals. There's a producer there talking to you. Everyone kind of has their own person in a way. It, there's you know, like 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 I like sometimes like I would talk to a producer more than others. They would be kind of like my producer. And so it's not unusual for players to have their own kind of producer for a reality show. Uh, I think that's kind of, that's kind of known. So then, so that you have a little bit of wiggle room for like accidentally slipping in front, up in front of that producer in the quote confessional. Right. Um, and the, but I think that the concern then is the operational security of the camera people who are manning the cameras and the person who has like a little light stick, as I believe, I don't know if that can, light stick and it is the lights they're holding the lights yeah you you know maybe you don't want them knowing who the mole is just in case they let it slip i I don't know but it uh, in some subtle way but instead you should use that downtime to just put everyone into a holding room individually i mean they're going to hotels put them into little there's like little side you know cupboards or things like that they just have downtime put them in cupboards I, I I sat on the floor, Josh, in in the jungles of Fiji. So I don't want to hear any any <laughs> any complaining. Okay, so but like to some, it doesn't need to be glamorous. You sit down, you give them a book, you give them a bag of chips, right? And then um, maybe here's occasionally a, here's a, a bag of chips. chips here's are a good. cupboard that you need to tuck yeah. into. And, and but the yeah. chips are noisy, also, Josh. Yeah. That it helps to yes. obfuscate the other point. talking that's going on. Yes. Yeah, bottomless bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and also you you um, and so that obviously this is the cover for where the a producer will come in and talk to the bull, right? And so I think you have the secret code word. It could be banana. The, the, walk, the producer walks in and says banana. That's safe time, right? And uh, maybe you have producers, you know, come in and they and they and they open up the door of the of the other contestant every once in a while. It's like you good. You need another bag of chips. You good? Or oh, actually, you want to check in on that? You know that elbow scratch you got last challenge. How you doing? So people, so players might hear doors opening and closing all the time. Can't really put any things to it. So that way, you have the ability to talk to the mole. They need a therapist, or like the equivalent of a therapist out there. That's uh, which is really handler. basically a handler. Handler. It's they hand, need I mean, a handler. like a spy, like spies of handlers. You know, so uh, that makes sense. And so they need to do that uh, because in the confessional, and this gets back to your question, what else they need? The mole need, desperately needs a viable player persona. Okay. And I, I try to remember if it was Zed or Jess who said this is like, hey, did Kasi ever say who she thought the mole was? And and, and like, and that is a classic signal to the audience that the that the that the mole typically does not have a coherent hypothesis as who the mole is. Okay. Maybe until the very end. Season one, I won't say the, the name of the mole. At the end of season one, the bowl finally t- articulated a hypothesis of who they thought the mole was. Um, but that by then it's too late, you know, <laughs> for the, you know, but they won't say it earlier because they don't know whose player is going to be eliminated, you know. But let's say if I were the mole, okay, I'd be out there and I would, I would say, look, okay, I'm not going to nail down a particular person at the beginning. I'm going to spread it over a couple of people who I think are suspects, list off a bunch of them in your confessional. That way you're telling a story. And then eventually someone can get knocked off. And you just you improvise that story as you go along. Maybe build some freaking coalitions, right? Uh, that's 
anyway, that you need the handler's job would be to guide the mole into these stories. So that's one big thing I would change. Yeah. It'd be a fun job, Jess, to be the mole's handler. I would enjoy that. Their story producer. Yeah. 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 Just like well, to be the keeper sure. of the dossier. Like, <laughs> has, had, it, was, it was really tough in Budapest, but you've got it on this next one. Like, I think it'd be fun. Be like the Nick so, Fury to their Black Widow. That'd be great. Good game. Totally. Yeah. Fun job. I, I, yeah. And I think that, that you know, that it, it's fun to think about this from both a playing as the mole standpoint, playing as a player standpoint, even as a production standpoint, because you have to like set this up in a way where it's not suspicious that you're talking to the mole. It's totally a doable thing. Like they put on some really cool challenges. I like the idea of the, the you're sitting on the trigger button challenge. You're on the bomb. Like they're working on some cool challenges there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, yeah, 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 Rob, what you got? I was going to say, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it really would be that tough because I, I think the, no, but the mole isn't giving conf- confessionals about being the mole. Like, uh, right. like if anything, that it's like the story producer is like, yeah, you know, that really wasn't super believable. Uh, what you just said about being <laughs> uh, like, uh, could you try it again and maybe like say like throw some suspicion on this other person? So, like, I, yeah. I think you'd be like, uh, I guess that the producer that is asking you the questions might slip up and talk too loud, but. You know, you're always answering as if you are a player. Yeah. You're a really quiet I mean, producer. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that the, another thing that that was unfortunate, you know, like some of the some of the cast I thought was was fun. I think they're a fun reality show cast generally. Uh, I'm not. But very clearly, I, I think one of the things I first saw and I wanted to rant about. That's why I texted you, Rob, immediately when I mm-hmm. started watching. I was like, why did does every single person in this cast have to be like? Uh, preternaturally gorgeous. Like, like every single one has to be someone who could be a model, like, like in a magazine. And, and not that those people can't be smart. In fact, many of them are, I suspect, but that just like the casting direction really felt like, man, they'd probably grab these people off of Instagram. And then I go and actually go and read. I think a lot of people were cast off of Instagram. So this makes all the sense in the world. And those can make great reality show people. And I think you need, I think you need some of those, but what you also get are people who are like big, they could be react streamers. Like you have Dom who's like (laughs) reacting in big ways all the time and really genuine, like you believe it and that's fine for Dom, but you have a whole cast of these folks and everyone's reacting in these like stunned and shocked ways. And you have Kasi kind of sitting off the sides, like, Oh my goodness. My goodness, you know what? What? What, what could be going on? It's like okay, it really stands out. So on older seasons of the Mole, they would pick people like a Dorothy, who was quieter, who wasn't a big reactor, uh, and 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 so uh, if someone else was like not reacting genuinely in the moment, well, it doesn't really stand out as much. So they need people who are come across as a little bit quieter. They can still be good storytellers in the confessional. Um, they also need people who are like the old grizzled cop. I know Josh is a big fan of that. Of what that are you talking genre. about, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, so, so you, you, or Kate, you know, it, it's uh, there are all these players who um, it, they need more people. They need who are hydrated like, cast members, you know, people who aren't quite so thirsty to be on TV. <laughs> 
I, yeah, I really yeah. do think so. Like, I think yeah. people who are like in it for the, you know, maybe for the money and for the adventure in it because it was an interesting thing that crossed their desk, but not yeah. just because they have like great, you know, bathing suit Instagrams that are open DM season cast me on your TV show. You know what they need? They need somebody that doesn't do social media, like literally at all. They need like a rocks Roy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need someone who has <laughs> like, who has no footprint on the internet whatsoever. And I immediately, somebody talking like, with no clue what Instagram is, that person would jump out to me as a mole suspect already. So that that puts a wrinkle in it. I I would be excited yeah. to see that person. And I do think like even Big Brother casts a grizzled old person every few seasons. So it's not. Doesn't that person always go home first though? Pretty much, yeah. 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 I mean, but that's one of the beauties of the mole is that unlike Big Brother, unlike Survivor, you can be a little bit of an island in the mole. It's not a good idea. You, you're not voted off just because you're on the outs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, like, there have been seasons at the mole where a player was was being extremely cantankerous, but stuck around for a long time because they pegged the mole on episode one and were mm-hmm. nailing it on the quiz. And that's really interesting because, like, if imagine you're in that position, you go all in on the mole in episode one. It, it doesn't even matter if you fit in. And in fact, it makes you look even more suspicious. Like, how is this person still around? He's not working with any of us. Uh, and it's like, it, well, maybe they're the mole. And on top of that, they're acting angry and crotchety. Like that, that, that can work. And it adds a wrinkle to the game. So, uh, so the quiz is fundamental. How the quiz works is fundamental to what keeps the show and what makes that show work. That, that the eliminations are entirely based upon suspicious, uh, suspicions of the mole. Uh, that's in my opinion. That's that's the that's the breeding. That's the beating heart of the game. So you're good with the quiz. You'd say keep the quiz. Would you would you tweak the quiz at all? At, at least as far as how we receive the quiz as viewers. I tweak how I tweak how we receive the quiz. I understand quizzes are not. You know, I, I, when I give quizzes to my students, you know, it's not fun. Maybe it's not the most fun thing to watch on television. I think you can make it work. Uh, but I think that it's central. So I think you got to find a way to make it interesting. So I think that you could need like to bandersnatch it- this. Could you like have uh, <laughs> Rob? Could we do like swipe left, swipe right? And you get a different outcome of your mole season based on that Netflix choose oh, your own adventure technology. Wow. Yeah. So you could just watch the one that you want to see happen. Then how, what do the fans yeah. fight about? What? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think that I think that you where you can do it. I know there used to be a time when back when ABC was airing the 2008 mole on the Internet, you could take the quiz online. Obviously, it was completely superfluous because they wouldn't tell you the results because mm-hmm. that wouldn't give away the mole. But uh, a way you can make that a more fun, interactive wrinkle is that once the show is over, you can set your quiz results like, no, you would have been eliminated on episode blank, you know, mm-hmm. or like, oh, you would have won, you know, and like that, that. That's added a wrinkle. But I think that in terms of presentation on the show. You, you just got to tell the story through the quiz a bit. Which is the that, video, and, yeah. Yeah, so that's all it is. I think it's um, all you need. Uh, okay, just a few more minutes with Dr. Christian here. Um, Jess, you got anything burning for, for Professor Hubicki here? I mean, I am curious to hear more about what Christian would do as far as quiz-taking strategy, because we've tried to kind of game theory this out a little bit, and it strikes me, Christian, that you would have some you have some thoughts about what is the best strategy as far as like, if you, if you aren't sure who the mole is, how do you get further? I let there's my, my philosophy would be that there is a point where you pivot 
between spreading your answers and not spreading your answers. Maybe it's a little bit of a fuzzy sliding scale. You can definitely narrow down your suspects, but there's a point you can tell the way the players talk about it. It's like, do I go all in on this one player? And that's a bit of game theory to it, right? Because mm -hmm. if you go all in on one player and no one else does, you put yourself at some unnecessary risk. And so there's a lot of gamesmanship on the previous bowls, I'm sure, as we all remember, that like the people would say, I think I'm going to go all in on blank today. And that was a deception to throw off other people to go all in. Right. So um, so I think that in terms of how I handle like like how I suggest handling the quizzes, you definitely spread your answers early unless you figure out one of the telltale signs of the mole, which we have not talked um, it, that that you. Uh, that you spread your answers and then you trick other people into pivoting too early. And that gets you a little further. So you have to pivot at the last possible moment. So when you have the most information. Interesting. Okay. Well, now you've got to, now you've got to talk that, about this. What's that? Okay. Uh, so, so, more of those uh, telltale okay. signs? Of so, so, I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're all mole fans, so I'm probably not telling you anything too new, but the telltale sign of the mole was not sabotage. It's inside information. That's the one thing that players cannot fake very well. I mean, so um, I, I believe, Rob, did you peg the mole on episode one? Is that the rumor that I, I heard? I did, but did. it was more just like, okay, like uh, who who could it possibly be? And I, I think I just did a good job like game theorying so out humble. who the show would make the mole. I see. I'd be but, over so, here just running around my room. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, well, for me, it was episode two when I picked up on Kasi. I was like, ooh. Because it, it, was, it was a very specific moment during the jailbreak challenge. And one thing, if you watch other eight seasons of The Mole, some of the times they, they in, the, in the finale, which they should expand dramatically uh, to talk about what happened during the season, particularly among the winning and losing players, tell us what happened, uh, was that The Mole would screw up by accidentally letting slip a little information about the game that they're in without realizing it. it happens all the time. And so... Uh, Kasi is in the jail cell and uh, Joy says, hey, do I have a lock on my door? Which is kind of a sensible question because she can't lock. She can't move the doors. Like, like is, is it locked? Like, yeah, there's a lock on my door. Kasi says, is there anything outside of my door? And, and it's like, it's in this race. The way she said it, normally when you get a question, you want to, you want to, you want to phrase it right back at them. And I was like, okay, is there a lock on my door? No. So lock on my door? No. And I was like, oh, that's a little odd. And then, like, you know, we see as the audience, there's something directly outside of her door. And I was like, is she trying to nudge that player into giving her the right answer? And uh, things happened like that in previous seasons. I was like, that's a little odd. And that's actually, and I went back and rewatched it. And then, uh, let me fast forward to the finale. They show that exact moment. And then her giving this, like, wild smirk right after she's told that there's nothing outside of her door. I was like, okay, so I, I think I was on to something there. Uh, in and of itself wasn't like she's definitely the mole, but like those are the signals that you look for. Um, in fact, some people have gotten thrown off because players have miraculously pulled out answers for, for, for puzzles. And season two people know what I'm talking about, right? And it's like, wow, that's a miraculous answer that you pulled out there. Maybe you could be the mole. So like, so because anyone can sabotage, it's easy to do. The real sign is inside information. That's what you got to look out for. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we see Lone Ranger in the chat saying, this has become the Mole Academy. Christian's giving all of this out <laughs> for free. Um, actually, you all owe us $25,000 for watching this stream. We will be coming to collect the bill. 
Uh, Zed, you got anything for Christian before we start wrapping up? I think generally we're in agreement about how to fix the show. And it largely comes down to editing to give us different information from the players, right? Like the, the relationships between them and their thought processes, I think are really what was missing from this season and go a long way towards making a future season so much better. I'm glad we're in agreement and, you know, not, not to take anything away from all of you, I, but, but more producers, if you're listening Call me, okay? We can chat. We can we we can chat. I, I I'll chat Christian's for a long time. Number is no. You, you, you just reach out, reach out to me. You know, you know. I I uh, my consulting fee is very reasonable, and uh, we we can we can really make season two happen because I think Netflix has something on its hands. You have gold in your hands, Netflix. I think that if you make oh, it work, you can no. have a season. Well, the Netflix <laughs> producers are here. They are El Dorado. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so like so I I am hopeful that they can take these very reasonable changes into account and make it the experience that so many of us loved and they grew to love in the moment in the first place and then revitalize it for the modern era. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rob, you got anything for Christian? How about what was your reaction to when Dom had the chance to come back? I was that was wild. That's a like game breaking to have a player in the game that you know for a fact is confirmed not the mole is wild. It's wild now. And if and Dom seemed to have his own way of playing the game, but I think for a lot of people, he comes back with confirmed information of who isn't the mole. And like I think that um, uh, Sandy said that I think she's very smart to have said that the way she did. And uh, so I was, I was thought that was crazy that they that they even offered that that cap- that that ability to do that in the game. I, I think that that's a little bit like the edge of extinction here, where people are like, "What does this do to the fundamental structure of the game that you're playing?" Yeah. It gets me to melt down on the internet. <laughs> did you, did you, did you not like it, Josh? Were you were you not a fan of the of the bring? Were you back a fan? Uh, was I a fan? <laughs> um, I I don't know actually. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun TV moment to get everybody to finally be like, "No, we can't do it." So sorry, Dom. And then of course him uh, scrambling to figure the thing out on his own. Like that was good, but I think it was good in spite of itself. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a surprise. I guess it was that, but the surprise in itself. No more. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, the last thing I'll say is that, like, uh, in terms of like the strategy here, like we talked about, like confirmed information. One thing I, I want to see more players finding ways to get confirmed information from the quizzes, like they used to in the past. There weren't enough coalitions shown this season. I know that allegedly there were ones between Jacob and Joy that were not shown. And so, and one of the things in a coalition is in the past, people said, okay, we're in a coalition. We're going to go all in on X. And guess what? One of them goes home. The other one now has very strong information as to who it is. And they often, in in the past, they've taken that to the very end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of people who are who are watching live. We've been doing a lot of the digging into the interviews and everything. And there were absolutely journals in this uh, season of the show that did not really come into play in the televised version of the show, which could have been really fun. That's always been a great part of the show in the past of like, here's what I've got. Let me see what you've got. Also, sometimes like the uh, unwitting journal swaps that occurred uh, in the past, like that's fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's there's more like 
there's more spy craft to be done is maybe a big take of mine. It's like there's like yeah. the, the items, the like the the relics that you could be passing along uh, in in the show. Like that that very much is out there as a possibility. Secret missions. There was only yeah. one secret mission in the whole series, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they that, that, I thought that at least they set that up in the first episode. They should have given Will an exemption for it, in my opinion. Uh, that that would have been better. But more secret missions, like more of that stuff. You don't need the nullifier from season two. I don't think you need that. Not a fan of that. But everything else, I think you can just amp up uh, uh, for a future season. Yeah. You kind of want to like own the nullifier thing. I guess, you know, <laughs> uh, makes sense, makes sense to me. Um, Christian, an absolute delight getting you to, to spill the mole tea here on the mole P no, still haven't gotten it. Uh, mole patrol. It's just the mole patrol. <laughs> the name of the podcast and the, and the crew that we're part of. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I like, seriously, it, it's great chatting with you, you know, and, uh, you know, Hopefully, so. Hopefully, we have many more seasons to come on which we can follow up on on this grand adventure. I expect so. I think uh, I don't. Rob, we've seen nothing about a, a confirmed season. No, two I don't think so. Right? Uh, not at this point. But this was so much fun to get to do because I think that this is one of my favorite genre of podcasts. Of Christian has finished watching a season of TV and is here to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. Um, it's it's tragically short, specifically by Christian uh, metrics at this point in time. But the the party continues. We've got a jam packed Soul Sunday here from the Mole Patrol as the Mole Monday energy carries on deeper into Sunday night. We are going to be back here in just a moment in a different stream here on our HAP talking to Greg from the mole we're going to be talking to him about his journey through the season get some of the behind the scenes from greg gonna be a really fun time make sure you are subscribed just in case there's more stuff beyond that point who can say we will keep trying at the very least you want to be subscribed to the mole patrol podcast on rhap you want to be subscribed to rhap generally rob has a podcast wherever you get your podcasts ratings and reviews greatly appreciated subscribe to the youtube as well rhap on youtube If you want to be watching the video versions of these podcasts, you can even join us live if you are available while we are recording them. All of that good stuff. Um, Christian, they can find you at Chewbicki on the Internet. That's right. That's Chewbacca's younger brother, Chewbicki, C-H-U-B-I-C-K-I, on the Internet, the the Twitters, the Instas. Uh, Yeah, so I guess that's where where they'd have to cast me, right? All the spots, yes. I would love to see you as a Wookiee in a Star War. I, I can't do the noise. That's 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 a deal. Right <laughs> All right. Well, we'll work on that offline. Neither That'll be my Derek free class to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is on the internet as well. Jess is at Haymaker Hattie. Zed is at Hard Rock Hope. Rob is at Rob Cesarino. I am at Round Howard. We are the whole Mole Patrol, and we will be back very soon for the people who are watching this live and in the next podcast for those who are following along in the feed with our conversation with Greg. Stay tuned for all that. And until then, take care. Bye-bye. And see you in like five minutes if you're watching live. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.